feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And tonight, later on in the show, we're going to talk about some big developments with the sub that imploded, it looks like, as it was going down to the Titanic. And some new details. That company is now closed indefinitely. So lots of details tonight uh, that could lead to a lot of the warnings, too, that they received beforehand. And we're going to talk about that on the Rita Cosby Show. Also, some big details and breaking news uh, that we'll have shortly of what's coming out of Russia. Uh, there could be a big internal fight and maybe the head of the Wagner group, this is this elite mercenary group, is now fighting with Putin, basically maybe trying to topple Putin. So this is a wild story. And can you imagine? These guys are ruthless. He has his forces supporting him. They're moving towards Moscow. Uh, there could be maybe a coup or something underway. Uh, this is an unbelievable moment, and it could be a transformative moment in the war of Ukraine. So we're going to talk about that because that would be an incredible moment if there's sort of a internal battle there at the highest levels. And this guy knows Putin well, too, and knows how he operates and vice versa. So, boy, some huge developments on that tonight. Meantime, we are also talking about here on the Rita Cosby Show Big news coming out of the Justice Department. Well, we've heard so many of these allegations that are basically pinpointing uh, Biden being right next to Hunter Biden. This is according to this IRS whistleblower says that essentially he saw a message and it's not now just some generic message. At first, we were thinking, okay, well, where did he get this message that Hunter Biden claims his father's right next to him? And as he's trying to shake down basically the allegation of this Chinese communist businessman asking him for money and deals and a favor. And if you don't do this, basically threatening him. And everyone thought, okay, well, maybe it's sort of hearsay or whatever. Well, the IRS whistleblower says this came from the cloud. This came from the iCloud. This was not like some generic thing. This was something that they were able to get down. That's why he has the message. So much so that clearly in the last few hours, Hunter Biden's attorney has come out and basically used the my client was crack addicted and doesn't really know anything of what was going on. In other words, he was high as a kite and he can't really remember what he was doing or saying at that time. So it's the basically high as a kite defense, which is a wild one. And this comes also as this whistleblower is basically saying this to me is one of the most stunning, damning moments. He is basically saying this Gary Shapley, according to his testimony, which just came out, as we know, in the last 24 hours or so, he's basically saying that they had a way to confirm that Biden was physically sitting next to his son. Like in this WhatsApp message where Hunter Biden says, you know, my father's sitting right next to me. 
I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father uh, as he's talking to this Chinese businessman. And apparently money came through soon after that. So it's kind of interesting, the timing of all this. And that they actually had a way through technology, through GPS, uh, to basically pinpoint that the father was indeed sitting next to him. And they said, why don't we check on the cloud to see if the father was sitting next to him, you know, because that changes everything. That would have absolutely put President Biden right next to his son at that moment as he's shaking down a Chinese businessman and that the father can't say, oh, I don't know anything about my son's business deals or any of that. And this whistleblower says that he was told from his superiors, no, we're not going to do that. So, boy, were they trying to stifle every direction of this investigation. And that could have put a lot of these issues to rest. I mean, think about it. Not just could it have confirmed if Biden was sitting right next to him as Hunter was shaking down, if you will, this Chinese businessman and claiming his father's sitting right next to him and his father's going to make the businessman's life miserable if he doesn't come through. It would have been really helpful to know if he was there And it also would have been helpful for Biden to know if he wasn't there. It could have exonerated Biden. But for some reason, the FBI didn't even want to go there. The DOJ had the capabilities and they didn't even want to go there. And so, boy, does this look like a double system of justice on so many levels. What are your thoughts tonight as you are hearing more of these explosive details that look so damning for Hunter Biden and his family? And in this denial that came through, I call it the crack defense, it wasn't even like they said, no, it didn't happen, just that you really can't believe everything Hunter says. He can't remember because he wasn't lucid at that time. I mean, what a wild thing. This is the president of the United States' son, and that's the best they can do as explaining the defense. They didn't say, no, it didn't happen, because it turns out it's coming from basically legitimate records. But they're saying that, well, maybe Hunter didn't mean what he said and he can't really remember what he was saying. And I'm not really sure if they meant any of it or if my father was there or if he really knew this guy or whatever. In other words, catch me if you can. So where do you see this investigation headed tonight? And now that we're hearing more of the details, it is damning. I think it's really Strong, And I think right now we need to get to the bottom of it. I hope that the Republicans in Congress, James Comer and people like that and Jim Jordan and these other folks will immediately get these folks on Capitol Hill and get them to testify. They got to they got to get to the bottom of it. They got to be able to say, hey, did this happen? Is this correct? Did they really say this under oath? Because somebody's lying here. Joe Biden continues right now to say he doesn't know anything about his son's business deals. I know nothing like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. There's nothing there. And yet now it's like he might be sitting right next to his son. Uh, and who squashed the investigation? Who are the people who said, no, 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 we're not going to go there? Apparently also this whistleblower is also claiming that the Biden team was tipped off on searches. Hey, they're about to raid a, a storage shed. I mean, how is that equal justice? Is that true? Let's put people under oath. I mean, and also that this U.S. attorney was basically telling this whistleblower and others, uh, you know what? Um, 
I don't really have full authority. I can't really go and apparently was planning on doing felony charges against Hunter and then was basically squashed. So let's put the guy under oath. Let's get other people. Apparently, there were other people in the meeting, too, according to this whistleblower. And apparently, he's got emails that basically confirm it, too, that actually show, you know, uh, did I understand it correctly that so-and-so said he doesn't have full authority, that he can't really make the decision? And what's your response? And he says that he's got this email that says, yeah, yeah, that is correct. You heard it correctly. I was in the same meeting. And that these are senior people at the IRS and FBI. These are not like no-name Joe Blows. These are like people with integrity, people with credibility. So I think immediately we need to haul all these people to Capitol Hill, put them under oath, and see who's telling the truth and who is lying. Because I this guy seems like he has a lot of documented information. It doesn't seem willy-nilly. He's come out full face, said, here's my, I'm Gary Shapley. He's a senior IRS agent. He was the guy overseeing the case. And he quit because he said he couldn't take it anymore. He has never seen such deviant behavior, as he believes, and and such stonewalling and such ridiculousness and such just deviations of every form on the investigation. He can't believe it. And this is a guy who's been there for years. So when you hear that kind of stuff, it gives it some credibility. And I actually think, ASAP, we need to get to the bottom of this. The American public deserve to know the truth. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, the Attorney General of the United States was asked today, here he was doing a statement on some other issues, and he finally took a few reporter questions. It's kind of rare, but he took some reporter questions And, of course, he was asked, did the attorney general, Mr. Weiss, this is the uh, rather the U.S. attorney in Delaware, did he have control over the investigation? Did he have the authority? Because one of these allegations, again, from this whistleblower, is that the guy didn't have any authority. You know, that he basically was being overrun every time he tried to, like, bring charges in D.C., a felony charge. He was told no. Uh, then in California, he was told no. And then eventually, as we know from this plea deal with Hunter, he's getting slapped with two small misdemeanors and no felonies, nothing, and nothing tied to the gun charges, which are really serious. So someone's not telling the truth here. But take a listen to the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, just a little bit ago. This is what he had to say when he was asked about the U.S. attorney in Delaware, he was like, oh, no, he was able to run the show. Uh, I tend to believe the whistleblower. I don't know about you, but take a listen to this. You said previously you've stayed out of the Hunter Biden investigation. It's been on David Weiss to figure that out. Can you once and for all shed a little light? There seems to be a little confusion on what's going on here. Uh, I'd be happy to. As I said at the outset, uh, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. And he was never told no. 
I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. All right. So let's get the guy under oath now. Let's put him under oath. And also, if he indeed was trying to get charges like felony charges against Hunter and was kiboshed, there should be letters. There should be emails. There should be memos internal. I think right now Congress needs to immediately start subpoenaing because I don't trust Garland. I mean, this is the same guy who basically called parents domestic terrorists. This is the same guy who didn't care, basically, when Kavanaugh had an assassin, literally a would-be assassin, a guy who was, like, armed and everything, showed up outside his house, didn't say a word. And then when there were a few marchers outside of Sonia Sotomayor, it was like, oh, 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 we got to protect justices. But he allowed these people that were making really violent threats against the conservative justices for weeks, didn't do anything. I mean, he has shown his cards. Uh, and so to me, this guy uh, has no credibility and we need to get to the bottom of it. And Congress has the authority to actually do subpoenas. Here's a little bit more, because when he was asked for some more explanation about this whistleblower, again, a very credible whistleblower, you could tell the Hunter Biden team and everybody's worried because they replied. They put out a statement today. Now the AG is being questioned. Uh, hopefully this continues and people start asking Biden the questions, too, because remember, Biden's like, I never met any of my son's business partners, even though he's like in golf pictures hugging them. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like that's like obviously not correct. Um, but AG Garland then took it one step further. Like, in other words, if you're questioning me, you're questioning democracy. How dare you? Uh, like you are questioning the credibility of the United States. Give me a break. Listen to this. Mr. Attorney General, um, Republicans in Congress have flirted with the idea of holding the FBI director in contempt. Um, It's become a talking point on uh, the campaign trail, um, the alleged corruption in in the FBI and other federal law enforcement agencies. Um, Do the American people have cause to be concerned about the integrity of the components of this Justice Department, and and what do you have to say about how they're acting? I certainly uh, understand that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department and its components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy, and essential to the safety of the American people. Nothing could be further from the truth. You've all heard me say many times that we make our cases based on the facts and the law. These are not just words. These are what we live by. They are the foundation of the way we make these decisions. The agents of the FBI, as well as the DEA, the ATF, our uh, deputy U.S. marshals, every day, often at great personal risk, protect the American people and secure its safety. And listen, there's a lot of great agents at the FBI, but there are clearly enormous politics, especially at the DOJ and also at the highest levels of the FBI. Remember, Christopher Wray didn't even want to hand over the documents. Remember the document that had that whole thing about the Burisma guy that has apparently 17 recordings, including two with Joe Biden? where it was basically a pay-for-play scheme. That's the allegation. Let's see it. Let's, American public, we need to know. And also, quite frankly, you're doing a complete disservice to the President of the United States because this looks so bad. And if it's true, he should no longer be in office. And if it is not true, 
then we need to know that, too, because you shouldn't have a cloud hanging over. But what are you afraid of? GOP, it is time to start the subpoenas. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls, everybody, when we come back here on The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This could be Hunter Biden's theme song because, boy, through his attorney just a little bit ago, he puts out a statement basically saying, here's, quote, uh, basically that as his attorney through this entire manner, I can suggest, say, that any suggestion the investigation was not thorough or cut corners or cut my client any slack is preposterous and deeply irresponsible. Uh, he also says further that basically his client, uh, you know, had a big drug addiction, which we all certainly know, and that that certainly played a role during this time and that his words are solely his own. In other words, trying to separate him from his father uh, and there could have been a chance to prove that his father was there. By the way, there are reports to tonight um, that there are photographs actually of Hunter Biden at the house where his dad was at Joe's Delaware home the same day that this text message, that this WhatsApp message that we talked about uh, took place. It was literally the very same day that he sent that message to the Chinese business associate to close the deal. So there's a picture, apparently, of him there uh, hanging out, I think, with the 1967 Corvette. And that was right around the same time the father was there. Again, we don't know if he's physically sitting right next to him, but there would have been a way to check. And it seems like the officials that were working on the case were told, no, we don't want to know that. Skip. Uh, boy, what a disservice that is to the American public. And talk about preferential treatments when you hear that. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line one. Norm, your thoughts about all this. It is really amazing. This this is incredible detail coming from this whistleblower. Uh, Okay. The Congress should do what they can. Um, I welcome seeing stuff from this whistleblower. I just, until we control the Senate, I don't see this stuff going anywhere. Well, that's the question. I do still think, listen, I think still Comer and his folks, they can issue subpoenas, certainly. The question is, can they enforce them? Because you're right, they don't have necessarily the backing of the Senate for the enforcement side of it. But they can certainly issue subpoenas, um, and they have done that. And listen, if they can pull up these bank records, and let's see what they got. But if the bank records can connect some of the dots... Uh, then that doesn't look good, Norm. you got to admit that. And then I think the American public, maybe I'm more optimistic than you, but I think if the evidence is irrefutable, and I think you have to when you're making allegations against the president, you can't make a fake Russia hoax allegation or anything like that. Uh, But if it's irrefutable, I think the American public will want answers, everybody, hopefully. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. 
And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families. A really powerful story coming from Palm Beach, Florida, where tense moments on the roof of a condo there could have led to tragedy, but instead it ended with a police officer saving a troubled woman's life. Police officer Sergeant Kendall Reeves said it felt like on a Sunday it just was meant to be that I was supposed to be there at the right place at the right time. And it turned out to be one of the most high stakes moments. Officer Reyes and her team responded to a check on a woman pacing the roof of a condo building that was six stories high. Officer Reyes soon realized that the woman who was in her 60s was prepared to jump. She said she made her approach, at which time she said to the woman, no, no, no. And the woman was listening to her, but continued to walk on to the ledge. Then there was one moment where she thought the woman was about to actually jump. Suddenly, the paper she was holding blew away in the wind, and her attention and her gaze shifted. So I called out to the woman, and I made a loud noise, and she didn't even turn around. And I knew at that moment I had to sprint towards her and remove her from the ledge. When I sprinted toward her, my primary goal was just to save her. I didn't have any concern for myself at that time. I just wanted to save her. The other officers on the scene also raced in, and the woman was taken to the hospital. At the end of the day, Officer Reyes said, I am so grateful that things went the way that they did and that she's now safe and getting the treatment that she needs. And no doubt... Obviously, Officer Ray's quick actions were what saved this woman's life. And what a scary, scary situation. How courageous, too, that she actually grabbed her from the ledge because it could have been extremely, extremely uh, dangerous. Obviously, needless to say, for the officer, too, as well. And I'm happy that it was a good, positive ending for both of them. Well, we are talking about the double standards of justice, clearly, that exist in America, when you see what happens to Hunter Biden and so many others, and also these stunning allegations coming from this IRS whistleblower, these two of them, but especially Gary Shapley, who has come out publicly and said, here's what I know, here's what I'm seeing, and observers who know these details say clearly it was all to delay, to defer, to deviate away, to draw attention away, and to deny And here is what Jonathan Turley, uh, the great constitutional law professor, has to say, because he says right now, after these very serious allegations coming again from a credible person, because of all of that, he says that it is imperative that the attorney general of the United States must prove that these allegations are false, that these allegations look substantive, Apparently, there's not a notes, there's documentation, there's a lot of details, there's messages from meetings that this guy attended with others, naming other people out there, too, that this is so serious that the Attorney General of the United States now has the burden of proof. Take a listen to what Jonathan Turley said. Garland has a burden now uh, to shoulder. He has testified in Congress that there was no interference. You have two people who have direct knowledge and involvement in these meetings, who say there was interference. And it was so pronounced that people objected in the meetings. They said that when they wanted to ask questions about the president, they were rebuffed. Uh, When they wanted to do searches, they were either prevented or, in their view, the searches were compromised. You can't get more serious than that. 
you can't get more serious than that. And then here is uh, an attorney for one of the whistleblowers, and he says that Gary Shapley, the whistleblower, isn't it's not just his word, even though he seems like a very credible guy. And again, uh, worked at the IRS for years upon years. He said he has also information to back it up. It's important to my client, uh, Agent Shapley, to come forward. He wanted to just bring this out to the public as a whistleblower in a protective fashion um, so that so that everybody could judge it. It could see the light of day. And as you can see, there's a lot of information that's been released that really uh, gives a lot of support uh, to what Agent Shapley is saying. In the beginning, when Agent Shapley wanted to come forward, we said that it's not just about Agent Shapley's words, but that there were documents that supported what he had to say and that support his credibility. And we think those documents have been released. That is a bombshell. And apparently in the meetings, too, there were all these other senior officials that are at the FBI and others. uh, And he can say, here's who was at the meeting. Uh, Let's call them all in. He doesn't seem concerned whatsoever. He said, I stand by what I am saying. I have extemporaneous notes that were done at the time, contemporaneous, I should say, notes that were done at the time. So it's not like just a willy-nilly thing. And here's another attorney for the whistleblower, because he basically says either the U.S. attorney in Delaware or Garland, either one of them, one of them is lying because the U.S. attorney went into the meeting and said, it's not my decision to go after this guy. In other words, my hands are tied, uh, basically saying that politics were involved. And now, clearly, both of them need to be under oath. Gary Shapley has shared with Congress his notes from an October 7th, 2022 meeting with the U.S. Attorney David Weiss. And his supervisor was also there, the special agent in charge, and said, yes, that's exactly what Weiss told us. So it's either Weiss or Garland who isn't telling the truth. It's up to Congress to try and figure out which it is. And DOJ to provide evidence backing up their claims, which so far have just been, un, you know, just bald assertions. And so today at the White House press briefing, John Kirby, who used to be with sort of the national security team, he's the one who gets picked. It's like, okay, your turn. It's like every time it's a bad day, they seem to put John Kirby out there, right? So poor John Kirby gets out there. And uh, my buddy James Rosen, the reporter for the White House over there, uh, starts firing questions. And these are appropriate questions. Listen to this exchange. This is one for the record books. The House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine... Uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then 
that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're good. We're good. I, I'm not. James, James, let me just let me save you some. Let me save. Let me say. Let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing. I don't. I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, have a great weekend. No big deal. 1-800-848-9222. That's amazing. That is just amazing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's go to Robert in Philly. Robert, uh, your thoughts about where this is headed. And this, you know, this stuff coming from this whistleblower really seems to me to be quite credible. Again, you know, we weren't there, but it doesn't look good. Give me 25 seconds, Rita, and I will give you three solid points to back up exactly what you say. First thing, nothing will happen to Trader Joe, no matter what we find, until the Democrats decide to phase him out, which they will. He will not be the nominee in 2024. Second thing, this sweetheart deal wasn't just a sweetheart deal. It was a cover-up. It did not require him to divulge where that income came from, and they know that if this guy goes to jail, he's going to sing like a canary. They're just cutting ties to Joe Biden. Third thing, to all of my peeps out there who are disappointed by how we did in the midterms, bear this in mind. If the Republicans had not won the House, we wouldn't be hearing any of this. Bank on that. Good night and have a great weekend, Rita. Wow, you had a lot of powerful stuff there. And you know what? Uh, Your first point, I just want to address uh, right away, Robert, your first point about Exactly that. I'm not convinced. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe Biden will be the, you know, the candidate. Um, and if he wins, I wouldn't be surprised that, oh, you know, I've suddenly decided to spend more time with my family, you know? Um, I mean, this is not looking good. And I think at a certain point, the media, depending where this goes and your point about, you're right, had the Republicans not won, uh, New York, for example, um, and not gotten the house, we would have never heard any of this. So I hope that Comer and Jim Jordan do what the American public want, and that's checks and balances, and look into this full throttle, because it is time now to get to the answer to this. And Joe Biden, I hope that he continues to get asked questions about it. I hope the media doesn't give him a pass. Um, I think once the facts come out, if indeed the facts point towards Biden, they don't look good. But if they start pointing even more so there, I don't think they can escape it. I think the media will start really asking questions because I do think if the bank records show it, if they can get other people, say Weiss goes under oath or some of these other people go under oath and say, uh, yeah, I saw that too. Uh, I think Garland is then in big time trouble. I think Christopher Ray and I think the Biden family is too. Uh, but let's see where it goes. But uh, I think Comer, he's got to step on it pronto. Your thoughts, everybody. Let's go to Larry. Line seven. Larry, your thoughts. Larry, go ahead. Larry, call us back. Uh, let's go to Alice in Ohio. Alice, your thoughts. Well, we live in interesting times, don't we? Um, the Biden family is perverse in every sense of the word. I think A.G. Garland is part and parcel of it. And Jim Jordan uh, is, Jim Jordan's great. I'm so proud of him. He's from Ohio. 
but once they get this information, I hope they apply the law to it. These people should not be allowed to go to a high-priced law firm and walk off, and then they should go even further. Go to uh, The fish smells from the head down, according to Ben Franklin, and Barack Obama is pulling the strings. Yeah, I, by the way, I 1,000% agree, because one of the things that came out recently, Alice, was also that Obama and others were aware of the sort of fake Russia hoax setup and allowed it to kind of go forward. Um, they seem to be sort of part and parcel of this whole thing. And they see what we all see. They see, oh, God, an IRS whistleblower. Oh, this isn't good. He's a credible guy. Uh, they see, you know, oh, there's another one. Oh, um, you know, the audio tapes. I mean, the thing you just think about, if the, if the shoe were on the other foot, they would have impeached Trump already a third time. You know, I mean, they wouldn't have wasted a second. I mean, that's the irony of it all is just it, it's so blaring the double standard. Um, so, Alice, do you believe that Comer and Jim Jordan uh, will get to the bottom of this? Do you think at least uh, they will? I think they'll work as hard as they can. Uh, but the, the the swamp in uh, in D.C. is so thick. Uh, I hope they all have personal protection. I think they'll do all they can. To, to But once they have it, what is, you know, these people keep throwing something in there, you know, right in their path. And these uh, and the key players who are taking our country down, they, they, you know, they're Teflon. They get away. They walk away with it. They get away with it. There are people who should be in prison now, and they're not. Well, let's see. And let's see, by the way, I think if there's documentation, I think that changes everything, Alice, um, because I think just like you said, clearly there's a double standard. But if information comes out where it points these numbers or those audio tapes exist, remember the Burisma guy with the audio tapes, or they put other officials, not just these guys, but they put other guys under oath, that I think is really going to be uh, just incredibly powerful. Because a lot of people will say, oh, you know, or I don't want to talk about it or whatever. The minute they get under oath, and that is penalty of perjury. And by the way, this guy, Gary Shapley, if you testify under oath before Congress, it is penalty of perjury uh, that you could get thrown in prison for lying under oath before Congress. So he's not allowed to be lying under oath. And I would think that this guy uh, clearly takes his oath of office seriously and his profession seriously. Let's go to Stan. Line one. Stan, your thoughts. Alice from Wonderland is such a fabulous human being. She's unreal. Uh, the reality what's, what, is, what, what's your problem with, uh, with well, Alice she, you know, from Ohio? I assume that's who you're talking about. Well, you want to talk? <laughs> I'll hang up if you want to talk. You know, no, but I wanted to clarify who you're uh, throwing under well, the bus. Hey, some of these people are just, you know, <laughs> make no sense. Robert is another one who says, oh, he's going to go. I'll take the bet, Robert. He'll be nominated for the presidency of the United States. He ain't going nowhere because there is nothing to go for as far as I'm concerned. Now, wait, the wait, IRS wait. guy, I suggest he has something on the attorney general, general of Delaware, correct? What does he know about the attorney general of Delaware? He well, worked for – Stan, yeah, I got to correct you. When you say things that don't make any sense, he – worked for the IRS. He was in charge of the investigation of Hunter. The U.S. attorney in Delaware is the one who is investigating Hunter. So it's exactly, so he absolutely knows 
and he was a senior supervisory agent who worked there. In, so they worked together. So he was in many meetings with them. So he's not some willy-nilly guy. And the problem doesn't just exist with Garland. The whole point is he says that there was a lot of stuff on Hunter Biden that they just clearly didn't want to look into, and they didn't want to verify. They They tipped him off. I mean, does that sound legitimate to you? It's not like he's just going after Garland. He's going after the whole credibility of this investigation. It goes much deeper than Garland. I mean, it goes well beyond because obviously he's at the top. But somebody's lying here, Stan. I mean, you know, I'm willing to just say, let's minute. see who it is. But come on. Come on, Stan. No, no, no. You, 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 you talk uh, for 90 minutes. But you don't let me talk. Here's the point. Here's the point. The attorney general is just on. You had him on. Stating that the Attorney General of Delaware, who's handling this tax case, had absolute approval to do everything. Nobody stopped him, as quoting the Attorney General said. Now, this IRS saying that he was stopped by somebody. Let the Attorney General in Delaware testify who stopped him, if there is anything. Right? That's what you want to do. Bring him. Bring him up there. Who stopped him? Nobody stopped him. uh, They went to trial with him, and he uh, pleaded guilty. So where is the stopping? I don't understand. Well, the stopping is pretty obvious, according to this IRS whistleblower. That's why I say put him all under oath. And he also claims, by the way, Stan, that he has documents, that he also had other people in the meeting that are like senior officials, like the senior official there at the FBI. So it's not like he's just sort of willy-nilly throwing this out here. So I think we need to get to the bottom of it. And what did you think, Stan? Um, what did you think of the old, uh, well, Hunter has a horrible addiction and these words are his words. Like, I was high as a kite, so don't trust me. That's a new defense, right? Hey, we know what he's saying. What interests me is the statement made by this guy that supposedly when Hunter was talking to the Chinese guy, his father was in the room. People do that when they want to put pressure. My dad's in the room. Well, my boss is here when he actually isn't there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying let's see if we can prove that he was there. He might have just been making it up and pretending like his dad was sitting there and maybe he wasn't. But the point is when they try to confirm it, uh, they the superior said, no, 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 we're not going to go there. Why would you not want to confirm it? Rule it in or out. Uh, to me, it sounds like uh, it's a little bit more of the Mad Hatter than uh, that's the other layer of Alice in Wonderland. But, Stan, I love you, and I did let you talk, all right? So, anyway, we're going to continue calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And it sounds like they were watching Hunter Biden, but it sounds like they were not acting on a lot of the tips, according to this whistleblower. When we come back, we're going to take your calls and also talk about new developments with the sub. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. Boy, what a busy week it has been. And we are hearing now that OceanGate, which is, of course, the company that owned that sub, which they believe imploded soon after it was descending, about an hour, 45 minutes after it was descending to the Titanic. 
Well, now there are so many questions about the company and its safety record. And take a listen. Here is just one of the folks. This is the host of Expedition Unknown, Josh Gates. And he said uh, there's a lot of questions with this private sub company. And the new word tonight, by the way, is that they have indefinitely closed their doors uh, so there could be a lot of stuff coming out. And we know that the Canadian Transportation Safety Board is looking into the history of this sub. I think the National Transportation Safety Board of the United States will soon be because, boy, are there a lot of questions about the history of this sub and if it was ready to keep going up and down the stress and the pressure going at those depths and if the materials were just kind of cutting corners and not officially approved. Here is that host of Expedition Unknown talking about the company and the sub. I felt that it needed more time to be tested. Uh, I think there are still big questions that need to be answered here about really the the thoroughness of actual deep water testing of Titan before uh, its missions. It's also possible to have real questions about his own um, calculations of risk and, and the way in which he calculated risk for people that he was taking down in this sub. So lots of questions about that tonight. We're going to talk about that later on in the hour because it sure looks like they were cutting a whole bunch of corners and no oversight from the government. I mean, how scary is that? You go on a private sub uh, spending, they were reporting $250,000 a person, and it doesn't look like it was even overseen or checked by real state-of-the-art officials in the government. You would think that there would be some layers, especially when you're going down to the depths. But if you look at it, it looks like a, like a little PlayStation. Some of the machinery is like a little PlayStation inside. It looks like it was just kind of put together and slapped together. Obviously, look, the owner of the company believed in it. He went down, sadly. Um, and we know now that five people lost their lives. So we're going to talk about that later on in the hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, we are talking about these really serious allegations coming from an IRS whistleblower, uh, basically saying that the Hunter Biden investigation was stonewalled, that it was stopped at every turn. Some of the allegations are just downright stunning. One of them basically saying uh, this is this whistleblower, well-known IRS guy, uh, accomplished. I've been there for a long time, senior supervisory position in charge, basically, of the Hunter Biden investigation, too. So he knows what he's talking about. And he basically said they limited questions about the big guy. Also says that the Hunter team was tipped off about a lot of these searches and that's that's a no-no. You know, hey, by the way, we're going to be doing a surprise search tomorrow at 3 o'clock here. Hint, 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 hint. I mean, that's not good. The other allegation is that basically take Hunter Biden's name off of official document requests, like so it doesn't get triggered and other people don't notice it. That sounds like special treatment. Also, this U.S. attorney, David Weiss, uh, apparently was denied the ability to bring charges that he wanted to in 2022 felony charges against Hunter. Uh, so let's put him under oath. Also, that WhatsApp message was pretty damning again. And also authenticated Hunter's laptop. This is really interesting. The other thing that he also revealed was that the FBI 
knew that the laptop was legitimate. Hunter Biden's laptop was legitimate in November 2019. And the reason that that's significant is that it was November 2020 and October 2020, right before the election. And guess what happened? Remember, those 51 intel agents signed that letter saying, oh, this has all the markings of Russian disinformation. And Joe Biden repeated that when he was on the stage in the debate, basically used it, as we know now, it was basically all created to cover for him, you know, basically to help him. But the FBI already knew. So why? how did these intel folks even come to the conclusion that it was Russian disinformation when apparently, according to this IRS guy, they knew in 2019 that it was authentic because they actually got the laptop. They were able to get the coding on the laptop and match it with Hunter Biden's basically, you know, IP and a whole bunch of other stuff. So they knew it was legitimate. There wasn't any gray. They knew that it was. So why were they out there allowing this Russian disinformation hoax? And why were these intel officials? Wouldn't you think one of them would have picked up the phone and said, hey, FBI, uh, this is correct. Or why didn't the FBI come out and say these people are lying? I mean, that that to me is an astounding that they allowed that lie to go forward and that these intel officials clearly didn't check with anybody in the FBI. Had they done one check? they would have realized that that wasn't correct, that indeed it was an authentic laptop. I, I mean, that to me is an astounding moment. It just shows so many lies and so much deception. So today, here it is at the White House press briefing, and Corinne Jean-Pierre also gets fired with questions. And, of course, it's the typical non-answer. Listen to this exchange at the White House press briefing today. Curly wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? Not a reasonable question to ask whether the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest, in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealings by a son. Is that something, if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So that. here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D- and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. I will, all, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He, he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. I just, I just answered the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the I just answered. Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answer the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council has dealt with this, and I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleague said from the White House Council so we have it? I would, I, would, I would refer you to them, and they will share their statement with all of you. My question is about is your anything? statements from that podium. You've stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? What I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change? I just answered the question. You asked, You just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stephen, I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you can say?
say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging? Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. They have addressed this, and I refer you to them. What a mess. She never answers anything. At least circle back Saki sort of circled back and gave us like sort of interesting, like, oh, that's a bizarre answer, but still. So here's the message again. It's this WhatsApp message, all right? And in the WhatsApp message, here is what was said, and it's July 30th, 2017. And again, tonight, Hunter Biden, through his attorney, this guy Chris Clark, released a statement basically not denying that the message was sent because apparently it came from the Apple iCloud through IRS and FBI. So the message, it sounds like, is correct. The question is, was the father sitting next to him? Did this legitimately, uh, was it tied to some deal or not? We don't know. Uh, but he basically says, you know, my client had a horrible addiction and his words are his own words. Uh, but here it is. Here's his own words. You're right. According to this IRS whistleblower, quote, I am sitting here with my father. This is 2017. And we would like to understand, communist leader, uh, why the commitment has not been fulfilled. He writes to the guy again, apparently just a few days before receiving five point one million dollars from a Chinese firm. So look at the timing a few days before he writes this and then he gets five point one million dollars, according to reports. Here's a little more of what he says. And Z to this guy, this Zhang guy, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, meaning his father, and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. And then he further says, I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. So he refers to it like three times that he's next to his father. Now, again, this comes, as you know, his father all along has claimed he knew nothing about his son's business deal. So is Hunter Biden just one big exaggerator who was high as a kite and making it up and pretending like his father's sitting next to him? And again, there was an opportunity to confirm it, and they didn't try. That's why this IRS whistleblower says, hey, there's an easy way to figure it out. Let's figure out the phone's GPS. You can see if the father was sitting right next to him or not. You know, and and they didn't even want to pursue it. So, boy, that sure sounds like stonewalling and cover up, at least to get to the bottom of it one way or another. And then take a listen to this, because remember, all along, the father, Joe Biden, has always said, and he was asked a lot of times on the campaign trail, do you know anything about Hunter's business deals? This is when he was denying that the laptop was real, even though the FBI knew it was real. Uh, but take a listen. This is the famous sort of exchanges he had with Steve Ducey. Take a listen. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business And so how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader? trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened. That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power 
and every element of the, the uh, presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this, and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Mr. Body, okay, but you've never spoken to your Pardon son. Are you being impeached for this? Depending on what the what the House finds, he could be impeached. But I'm not making that judgment now. Okay. The House should investigate it. Wow, there's a lot there. Listen, Trump, he says, was making threats. You just heard the message. This is what Hunter Biden uh, reportedly said to this Chinese leader, Chinese official. That sounds like a threat. It sounds like a shakedown. Again, his attorneys are saying he was high as a kite, and they're his words. But why didn't they want to prove whether or not the father was next to him? And do you still believe that Joe Biden knows nothing about his son's business deals? I find that hard to believe. That, to me, is an astounding comment. He's like, oh, everybody shot that down. No, they didn't. You wouldn't let them. You created this lie. Why would you go through such an elaborate lie, and now we've got an FBI whistleblower that clearly has the Biden team on their tail? Because Hunter Biden puts out the statement. Let's see what Congress can do. What are your thoughts, everybody, of where this is going? This, to me, I think is extremely significant. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, Hunter Biden's attorney says his client had a, quote, horrible addiction, and his words are his own. Uh, in other words, stay away from my daddy. But, boy, do you believe that his father knew nothing about his son's business deal? Not according to this IRS whistleblower. It sure sounds explosive. one 800 Two, two. Let's go to Joe. Line four. Joe, your thoughts about all of this, Joe, my friend. What do you think? Rita, my love, this is the biggest red herring cover up. It's even where Nixon was a bum. This is even worse than Watergate. And let me tell you something, my love, in reference to Hunter Biden, everybody other than me and Rudy Giuliani, God bless him. We're the only ones on the radio, courtesy of Marconi, saying that he was kicked out of the military for selling drugs. I hold the highest discharge, honorable. And then there is hardship discharge, benefits too. Then there's medical, physical. Then there's medical, mental, Section 8. Then there's um, general. Then there's other than honorable, undesirable. And numero auto, number eight is the worst, dishonorable. Drug dealing. Drug dealing, Hunter Biden, Hunter Bandit. And on top of it, that covers pedophilia, rape treason what he did was treasonous the al-qaeda could have come onto that navy ship and posing as uh tourists they still have last week in a uh, fleet week they still have the civilian tours they could have come in taking command of that ship rita they could have floated into new york harbor port of los angeles san francisco bay with conventional american military weapons wiped out any police city or state police department who came to stop them? It would have taken our own military. That would have taken days. So let, let me let me just ask you, Joe, at the beginning, do you believe we'll finally get to the bottom of all this stuff with Hunter? Where do you think the whole investigation's going, Joe? If this guy Comey, God bless him, and Durham push, push, and keep it topical and say he betrayed us, the father knew. Rita, every father knows about his son's business, especially when he's the vice president, one heartbeat away from the most powerful elected person in the world. 
Yeah, and you know the other thing, too, Joe? They're very close, too. Uh, they travel together. They hang out together. Uh, in fact, Hunter was just at the uh, state dinner for the prime minister of India this week, right after the allegations came out, hanging out, by the way. Guess who was else there? Garland, the attorney general. Now, that sure doesn't sound very good. The guy who's working on this plea deal, it sounds like this cushy plea deal, and, you know, Hunter and Joe just all mucking it up and toasting with champagne. Um, but you're right. Uh, there's something really, there's something that stinks about all of this. Joe, thank you very much. Let's go to Larry, line two. Larry, your thoughts about this? Well, first of all, Rita, it's, it's, it's obvious that, that Biden can't admit to knowing about Hunter's dealings because then he would be implicitly admitting that he received the money. So he has to deny it. Uh, now, I want to ask you a question. You, you said something before that I didn't really understand. You said it's remarkable if the FBI would let this in- intel letter go through when they when they possessed uh, the laptop and they knew it was authentic. But wasn't it the FBI that took this letter to Facebook and to make and, and asked and asked Zuckerberg not to uh, not to talk about the laptop or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're kind of mixing two things. Actually, not what what actually happened. I'm talking about. Remember the people who signed the letter. What I was referring to, Lair, is the fact that there were these 51 Intel officials, and these are people who still have security clearances. So they would have been able. You would have assumed that some of them, anybody of them with a conscience, would have called somebody at FBI and done a little bit of digging to say, "Hey, by the way, is this laptop? Is there anything before I sign this letter?" Is there something here that's credible or not credible? And they were not stopped um, unless they just didn't call and just took the Biden campaign's word for it. The other thing, too, you're you're correct that they did try to sort of block it from being out there. I think that's what you're you're talking about. That actually point is correct, Lair. You're right that the FBI actually went to Facebook FBI officials and said, you know what, this looks like Russian disinformation. It's probably not a good idea. Facebook interpreted it like that we shouldn't put it out there. And that was part of the reason it was blocked. But remember, New York Post was blocked. All of that was blocked. But you're right. It seems like very much a concerted effort. Uh, you kind of actually, uh, I think, even expanded it, Larry, by your comment. Uh, so where do you think it's headed real quick, Larry? I think it's headed into the toilet because obviously Merrick Garland – if, unless Merrick Garland is forced to resign, which he should, but Rudy said it all about Merrick Garland. He has a son-in-law that makes a living uh, trying to encourage teenagers uh, to change their sex. So, so to embrace a Oops. son-in-law Lair, like that, Lair, we got we got a heartbreak. Up. Stay with us. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents support our heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, a powerful story coming from Greensboro, South Carolina, where a U.S. Army staff sergeant and Purple Heart recipient, Michael High, looked at a circle of cameras around his home, and he thought, of course, about his brothers and sisters in far-off lands. Uh, there was a special ceremony honoring him on Wednesday. But he remembered very much his experiences as a veteran. Needless to say, some of the most intense parts of his tours of duty included the battles of the Iraq War, fighting as an army infantryman in Fallujah and Satter City against Al-Qaeda, and also winning 
the bronze star for valor after leading his squad of two dozen under heavy mortar fire. He returned to the U.S. as a drill sergeant working 18-hour shifts, and then he was also deployed for a third tour in Afghanistan this time. Uh, so he was part and honored a program called Driven to Serve, and it's an initiative do- designed by veterans to help veterans in need. They honored Army Staff Sergeant uh, Veteran High, who is also, as I mentioned, a Purple Heart recipient. Get this, with a payment-free 2020 Red Quartz uh, uh, Buick. I mean, how beautiful is that? And they also ended the ceremony by giving him and his wife a ride in a Ferrari to finish out the day. And for him and his wife, they said uh, that this new car, especially the Buick that they got, uh, will come in deeply handy because they recently moved from Alaska to Greensboro. And the car will not only help with his wife's full-time schedule serving other veterans, but also give him the ability to chase his ambition to ultimately become a business owner. And he says this really just inspired him so much that the community came together to honor him and his great service. Breaking news. And tonight, speaking of military, some stunning news coming out of Russia. This is amazing. The Wagner Group, they're, of course, uh, these very ruthless mercenaries that were sent into Ukraine and have committed some of the worst atrocities that we have seen in Ukraine cities, uh, just destroying and beheading and mutilating Ukrainian soldiers. These guys are ruthless. Well, now this is a huge development because the founder of the group, Yevgeny Prigozhin appears to be threatening an armed rebellion against Russia's military leadership. Uh, the head of the Wagner Mercenary Group appears to be threatening the leadership after accusing it of deliberately shelling his forces just a few hours ago. So there seems to be a schism. This group was like relentless and going full force against the Ukrainians at the behest of Putin. And this guy is very close to Putin. But now he believes that the Russian military forces have somehow turned against him and intentionally shelled him and his group. So now he put out an audio message just a few hours ago claiming his forces would now punish Russia's defense minister and others and the chief of general staff telling other units to stand down and not to offer resistance. Apparently, he says there are 25,000 of us of these paid mercenaries that, again, are ruthless, and they are coming to, quote, sort things out, and they are headed to Moscow. Those who want to join us, it's time to finish with this mess. This is unbelievable. Uh, you think about all the things that happened. Maybe this is someone who is coming for Putin right now. This is one of the closest people to Vladimir Putin, one of his biggest loyalists. And now he feels like the Russian military has turned against this group of mercenaries. The question is why it's unclear, but he feels now it is payback time. And these guys are the ruthless of the ruthless. And he is apparently coming full force, and he says he is headed to Moscow. So this could be an enormous development uh, with what's happening in Russia. Is he coming for Putin? Uh, this could be one of the few people who might have the inner circle and maybe also has close contacts with the generals 
protecting Putin. This is an enormous development, and we will keep you posted here on this Friday night. But with uh, Yegevdi Prigozhin accusing Russia of attacking the Wagner forces and vowing retaliation, saying it is time to finish this mess. The question is, is he going after the military leadership? Is he going all the way to the top of Putin? This could be an unbelievable development, and we will, of course, keep you posted on all of that. We are talking about these new also whistleblowers coming forward against Hunter Biden. And boy, are things just explosive. Here is Leo Terrell. He was on Fox earlier today, and he says these new details coming from the IRS whistleblowers are damning. You have smoking gun evidence, smoking gun evidence that either Merrick Garland has lied to Congress and the American people and that the basic charges or the plea deal that Hunter Biden received was a sweetheart deal only afforded to him because his father is the president. Only because his father was president. And he also said that there is a potential. This is amazing. When Hunter Biden actually comes up. And goes before a judge. It's July 26 on the sweetheart plea deal that he got this week. There's a chance that the judge is a Trump appointed judge. Who knows? The judge could turn down the deal and say, you know what? I think we should look into these whistleblower claims and then maybe you come back on the plea deal. That would be an amazing moment. It's rare that a judge does that. But maybe the judge says there's something really fishy here and turns it down. Take a listen. That judge, I'm hoping that judge, in the interest of justice, rejects the plea deal. And the judge has that authority. The judge is aware of what's going on, and I'm pretty sure there is information that the judge will look at before they accept, before he accepts this deal. So yes, the judge can basically reject the plea deal entertained by the Hunter Biden attorneys in the Department uh... of Justice. So that would be an interesting moment. Where is this headed, guys? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to Larry. Thank you for being patient, Larry. Where where do you think all of this is going now? Well, first of all, I read that the uh, that the, the House, the Republicans in the House, can intervene in this plea deal and actually uh, go uh, make a presentation to the judge that he should reject the plea deal because otherwise – there's nobody to do it. I mean, obviously, both attorneys are in favor of Hunter Biden, both sides. So, so it would be up to the House to the uh, to intervene. I heard there's a legal mechanism whereby they could do that. I read that it's not just up to the judge. So, I'd like to see if that could actually play out. But the point I want the point I was making about uh, uh, Merrick Garland is that nothing's re- unless unless the judge does reject his plea deal. Um, if, if he doesn't, then you could bury everything unless we could get Merrick Garland to, to somehow reside. When you played his statement earlier, I detected a quiver in his voice when he was saying that justice is not compromised. And everything. There was a point where his voice wavered. OK, so I detected that he was not sincere. But a man that has a sudden law, as Rudy Giuliani constantly brings out, a sudden law that makes his living out of trying to. Uh, coach teenagers into changing their sex or make it easy for them. And he embraces this sudden law. I mean, so this man is corrupted from the very root. But the problem is, is that our values in, in, in this country have gone down so much that if you bring something like that up, it doesn't do any, has no effect. 
Well, let me let me let me get to your point about the quiver in the voice, because I did also hear uh, it does seem like he's nervous. He obviously felt it was important to respond because most of the time he doesn't answer anything. Um, So I actually agree with you, Lair, that I think he is deeply concerned about this. He knows these are serious allegations and he knows it's coming from a serious person. I mean, the guy is at the IRS. He's a senior whistleblower. There's another one, too, as well. And he also claims that he has information in documents, too. So it's not just a willy-nilly thing. Uh, so all of this stuff, I think, is certainly leading him to be deeply, deeply concerned. And I think he has reason to be, quite frankly, uh, because it looks really bad. And I think we need to get these people under oath to get the answers uh, once and for all. Uh, it's just it's not fair, by the way, to the Biden family. And it's certainly not fair to the American public. And if it turns out to be true, he should no longer be in office. Um, if this is absolutely true and they can prove that there was a pay for play, if anything in those messages turn out to be true, the father was there. He's lying. Uh, it makes you wonder what else is he lying about. Again, we got to see if it's true or not. But boy, it looks bad. Let's go to Tony, line five. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I have two thoughts. Number one, a lot of what's happening is stunning and it's unprecedented. But it seems to me that they're putting so much on our Congress, which is somewhat divided. Even the Republic, the Republicans I'm talking about, they have a very strong conservative group. Just recently, I mentioned to you, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to impeach. She said she wanted to impeach because of um she had evidence of the Biden crime family, uh, which is the same thing Jim, James Comer and Jim Jordan are working on. And they really, that went nowhere. Then Lauren Bobit just recently said, I want to impeach because of the immigration policy is a high crime and misdemeanor. And Jim Jordan and um, uh, Mr. McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy said to her, this has to be, you could recommend it, but we're waiting. Everything is resting on um, a James Comer investigation. So everything is really sitting on this, Rita. And what, what's stunning is that we have the whole big picture facing us. We have all these details. We need them to pull it all together, to get the people in, ask them questions, because the American people aren't seeing anything being really finalized here. That's what we need Kevin McCarthy to do. Well, you're right. He's got to pull it all together. And Comer and Jordan and all those guys uh, got to wrangle it all in, Tony, because it really rests with them now. I mean, that is the bottom line. It rests, and, and this is why you want to have checks and balances in government. Because think about it. If uh, the Republicans hadn't won the House, we never would have heard of any of this. And if this all turns out to be true, boy, uh, this is explosive. So this is why, you know, you can't have it where the Democrats, if they were in full control, we never would have heard a thing. We never would have heard that the laptop was authenticated. We never would have heard of all this money coming in. I mean, it sure looks fishy, and it certainly warrants being investigated. Um, and I think there's incredible pressure with Comer and also uh, with Jordan. And I agree with you, with McCarthy sort of overseeing it all. By the way, next week, uh, James Comer is going to be joining us on Cats and Cosby, for those of you guys who listen. Um, so I can't wait to ask him tons of these questions. I have so many questions for him. So, boy, is it going to be a fascinating time, and I'll keep you guys posted on all of that. Meantime, speaking of investigations, uh, before we go, what a sad week it has been 
with what happened to the sub, of course, the Titan sub that was going down to look at the Titanic. And now there's word that OceanGate that owned that sub, uh, they have, quote, closed their offices indefinitely. And there's a lot of questions about their safety record. Take a listen. This is James Cameron. He is the director of the famous film Titanic. He's also been down to the Titanic. And when he heard about this sub and all the problems and the questions and everything, and of course now sadly five people losing their lives, this is what James Cameron had to say right away. He said there's been a big history with this company. Uh, He was deeply concerned. Take a listen. There was a lot of concern about this outfit and this sub. A lot of concern, even to the extent that I wasn't involved in it because I was making Avatar 2 at the time, but a lot of them got together and wrote a letter to uh, to OceanGate and said, you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible. And it could lead to catastrophe. That is really stunning that he was aware of it. I mean, here's the guy. He said he was well aware of this. Um, do you think this group cut corners? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. It's coming out tonight that they apparently use this experimental kind of cheaper carbon shell that a lot of people said was never supposed to be used for these deep dives uh, and that they didn't have any government oversight. How could these people be going down all the way down to the Titanic and this is the standard. It was this low-level standard. And apparently the guy just wanted to kind of be this trailblazer using this new carbon. But a lot of people said it wasn't ready for it. And you see that also we're getting a lot of questions tonight. And I want to hear your thoughts on this, too. Why do you think when the U.S. military, apparently the Navy has these secret sensors that can detect implosions, and they detected the sound of an implosion consistent with an implosion right when they lost contact, when the sub was going down. And yet they continued the search with, of course, the Coast Guard and others. Why do you think they did that? We're going to talk about all of that when we come back. The number to call is one 800 848 one Was that sub safe? And what do you think should happen if indeed they did cut corners Or is it because it's a private company? Uh, The sad reality is the private companies can kind of do what they want, and apparently they're not regulated. You don't have to have the government regulate. I would certainly want at least a government stamp of approval if I was going down two and a half miles, uh, you know, below the surface. Uh, That is pretty dangerous stuff. But, boy, this opens a floodgate, and you can bet there's probably going to be so many lawsuits. Wow, wow, wow. 1-800-848-9222. Who do you blame for this terrible tragedy? It's the Rita Cosby Show. And the Titan sub was actually made of this cheaper experimental carbon shell that a lot of people are saying was never used for deep dives before. So what went wrong? Who wasn't checking the quality? And do you think the lawsuits are going to be coming? Of course, what a sad, sad end, knowing that there was this underwater, obviously, implosion and that it couldn't, it seems like, handle the stress 
Uh, we're going to find out a lot of details, but I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits coming. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line eight. Eddie, your thoughts, my friend. Rita, yes. Hi, Rita. Yes, there was a short interview I heard today with the CEO of the subcompany, uh, and he said, like your words, that they had to economize and cut corners. And this is very interesting. What did they cut corners with? And also, the moderator talked about the consortium of other subcompanies that contacted them, and they said, do not use carbon fiber and titanium together because it's dangerous. Wow, Eddie, that is really blockbuster, and how sad uh, if indeed that's the case. And who is regulating this? Apparently the federal government, like the military, didn't have to regulate because it was a private company. Um, and the head of the whole group, remember, one of the founder basically was down on the ship. He, he obviously trusted it because he took the trip and lost his life. Uh, but I'm sure these people who went there thought everything had been checked out and inspected, um, and it probably was by the private company, but not by the military standards. And now we're finding there were whistleblowers in the company, too, that complained. There's an engineer who said this wasn't safe. Uh, and then he apparently is in a lawsuit with the company. Uh, boy, there are so many questions. How sad. Uh, let's go to Carol, line one. Carol, your thoughts. Yes, how do you do, Ms. Kazi? Thank you very much for taking my call. That's very sweet of you. I just want to make a comment. These men, these people that went down there, they're billionaires. Don't you want to check everything out, uh, all the blueprints and everything, before you go on that boat? Yeah, you know what? That That's a great point, Carol. You're right. They should have done some inspection, especially because it's a private company. Um, but they probably also, you know, one of the guys, the Paul Henri guy, is a, uh, you know, an adventurer. He's gone down to many times. So they probably thought, well, he knows what he's doing. Um, but you're right. That's a great point. Let's go to Robert real quick on line three. Robert, your thoughts real quick. Yeah, hi. Hi, Rita. Um, well, you know, I think in the disclaimer, a lot of that, those things are enclosed there um, about how it was made that it's experimental. So they knew they were what they were getting into, number one. Uh, so I don't think the lawsuits are going to be that strong. Oh, I, I, I disagree. I think there's going to be a lot of them. Um, but you're right. They should have checked it out.